G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Mission Aviation Fellowship. And for Father's Day coming up, they've got a big promotion. We're going to have a chat with Ian McDougall in just a moment, who's the CEO of MAF. But for over 70 years, there's one specialist Christian mission organization that's been serving isolated people by using aircraft to bring in the essentials of life, medical medical care, emergency food, and Christian hope. Mission Aviation Fellowship deliver practical and spiritual care to people in places of deepest human need. Every three minutes, a math plane takes off or lands somewhere around the world. These flights enable crucial work by many aid and development agencies, missions, local churches, and other national groups. MAF is serving the church and communities in remote areas where flying is not a luxury but a lifeline. Ian McDougall is the CEO of Mission Aviation Fellowship in Australia, and it is a pleasure to have him with us on the line today. G'day, Ian. How are you, mate? Very well, thank you, Matt, and and good morning to all of your people out there. Now, I know that uh, we've had you on the uh, Rise and Shine program a bit earlier today. You've been on with Neil a few times before. But for those who don't know your involvement, tell us a bit about how you got, how you got involved in MAF. Yeah, so I started with MAF seven years ago. I was uh, brought on board. Uh, I used to work for Operation Christmas Child Australia in New Zealand in the local collections. Mm-hmm. And then I was asked to come across and start a ministry partnership program assisting the staff on the field to raise their financial support, their prayers, and and growing home support teams so that they could be focused on what they need to do on the field instead of focused on raising funds. So we did that, and I've been doing that for a number of years, and I still get involved in that heavily. But um, a year ago, uh, they asked me to take over as the CEO of MAF Australia, and our focus in MAF Australia is prayer, people, and provision. Love it. And that's what we do. And so we spend time in prayer and we, we look at the people that we've got. We've got currently 51 staff around the world serving with MAF from pilots to engineers to ground staff. And, uh, and that equates to 51 wives or husbands, their spouses, and 165 children at the count at the moment and a few more coming on their way. So... Yeah, it's a, it's a lovely part of the world to be in and to be part of MAF who brings hope to the isolated people. Well, it's an amazing organisation. I've always been so impressed whenever I uh, see uh, one of the videos or hear one of the interviews. Uh, and I did, I've never really had a snapshot of where around the world you guys focus on. How many nations are you based in these days? 35. Wow, okay. There's 35 countries we service, and Australians are serving in, in Arnhem Land, up in the Northern Territory, in Timor-Leste, in Bangladesh, in Mongolia. Australians are in Kenya, Liberia, in the DRC, and uh, in Papua New Guinea, which is one of our biggest bases. So that's where the Australians are, but there's 35 countries that MAF services around the world. And as you said before, one in... 
there's an aircraft taking off or landing every three minutes around the world. We, um, we land in more places than your commercial airlines that are out there. Some of our hops are 20-minute hops, and so when we talk about a jerry can of fuel, a jerry can of fuel is, is 50 Australian dollars, and that gives us 20 minutes of flying can bring about a life-saving effort for somebody who's in need. Colin Buchanan, that's what it takes to be a math man. And if people want to see the video clip to that, uh, you can go to the website jerrycan.math.org.au and uh, tell us a bit about the heart behind that song, mate. Yeah, well, we, we've been talking about how we could share what dads do. And talking to Colin at the time, he kind of gets that little glint in his eye, if you know Colin at all. <laughs> and and he just started to put together a, a song, and that's where it came from. And then we and then kind of, we didn't know how to put it together, so the, the video came about because he was sitting in his office and writing the song, and so we filmed that bit. And then we put it together, and we went up to Mariba with all our kids. I mentioned before we have 165 kids around the world. And we went up to Mariba in far north Queensland, and we got the, the children involved and the parents to to film and sing and that's where it all came from but the idea was to share that not only do we have fun but there is a serious side to what we do every day we're out there making a difference in god's kingdom and the key to it and that's what that's what we're talking about is being a math man is that you can be a math man right now at home just by donating money or giving by purchasing a jerry can of fuel or a toolbox or a spark plug card, and then showing your love for what's going on and making a difference out there for those guys that are working. And I noticed there that uh, churches can download resources from the website uh, to promote, uh, you know, being a math man for Father's Day coming up. Is it too late for churches to get on board? Or? No, you can still do it. It's uh, you, you can get on board and just do it online, um, or we can get you involved. We've got over 400 churches right at the moment uh, doing it this Sunday, um, selling their toolbox and, and selling their jerry cans around the, Australia. And so you can still get involved if you want to. Just give us a call and we'll be able to help you out and sort it out um, what you need and where you are. And I noticed there that uh, there's a list to some other videos from previous years for Father's Day. Uh, you actually had a, uh, last year you had a dad joke support group, is that correct? Correct. <laughs> <laughs> How did that go? It went very well. The kids had an absolute ball creating that one. Mm, I think uh, I need so to join that group. A lot of people would suggest I need therapy in that area. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, I'm a, I'm a dad and a grandfather of eight children, and uh, I've decided that my, my grandkids constantly talk, just look at me and say to me, oh, we need help. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then in previous years you've had a Father's Day dad joke off where yeah. the uh the math men have a you know competition to see who could you know make the other one laugh the most about their dad jokes. Absolutely. And 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 that's that's where it is across across a, a barrel of, of fuel and, and getting them ready to do it and quite literally telling jokes to each other to see how long they could withhold their laughter <laughs> and uh, a lot of fun and a lot of enjoyment for the guys on the field oh that's good now it is a bit of fun and that the song's great of course but if people do want to uh donate an amount what, what is it i mean how much is a jerry can what's the what's the donation for a, that a, a jerry can of fuel is fifty dollars 
and uh, you, you can give give that and get a card to give your dad or your grandfather and, and show him that you've you've given life to people out there in the field. Mm. The other one is that you could buy a toolbox of uh, a, a toolbox which goes is twenty dollars, or you could be a spark plug. You know, um, on the website we've got different types of products there. Uh, we need a wind sock. We talk about the fact that we need socks, but the type of socks we need are wind socks. Mm. And so it's there. And Matt, I find you riveting, so you can get me some rivets. <laughs> oh, nice dad joke. I'm impressed. <laughs> you nailed it. <laughs> oh, good stuff. All right. So people can go to the website and find out more about that, uh, maf.org.au, and uh, you'll find the links there to uh, the Colin Buchanan video and the options for church resources, fuel for Father's Day. What a great promotion. And joining us on the line is Cheryl from Catanning and WA. Uh, hey, Cheryl, welcome along to 2020. Hello. Um, I think it's a very, very worthwhile cause. I lost my dad um, last year. Um, yeah, he went went to be with the Lord, I believe. And, um, yeah, so I guess for Father's Day it'd be good to do something positive. Oh, that's nice. And uh, I understand that you had a... Connection to the Royal Flying Doctors Service, did you? Yes, I did. Um, I had a myocardial infarction at the Catanning District Hospital and they flew me through to Perth, went to to Charles Gardner Hospital and they put the thing up through my groin and said I had a a, um, very mild very mild problem um, but I believe it was the Lord that healed me and um, also I was accidentally overdosed on some lithium at an origin hospital and um, ended up in a coma for nine days at the Royal Perth Hospital um, but praise God I had people that were um, lots and lots of people that were praying for me, and um, yeah, I pulled pulled through. Mm. And um, they said I'd never ever walk again, but I've been able to run really fast since then. And I've just been in a hospital recently in Albany Hospital. I've been diagnosed with uh, bipolar sort of schizoaffective psychosis, but actually believe that it's um, post-traumatic stress mm-hmm. syndrome and um, mm. and I, I heard you just saying off air before to me that you have been helped by the Royal Flying Doctors Service and I have been, yes there are probably a lot of similarities uh, to uh, Mission Aviation Fellowship let's bring Ian onto the line Ian, uh, what are the similarities between Royal Flying Doctors Service and, and MAF? Yeah, so the, the, the similarities are that we do medivacs as well. So right around the world, um, our, our task is to do exactly that. We fly into remote places and pick up people who are ill or sick and then fly them back to clinics and areas. So if I use Kenya as an example, in Kenya um, we, have, we have flights that are going out every day bringing the sick and wounded and the... I use one example of a mum who, who had preeclampsia during her pregnancy and she was able to be flown in 
after walking two days to the airstrip, mm. they were able to go out to Lolo and pick her up and fly her to the clinic where she had the baby healthy and strapping and is now back at home. So wow. it's a wonderful service that we have. And that's the similarities that we do, that these guys are out there, the, the Royal Flying Doctor Service are doing it around Australia and we're doing it around the world in the, in the locations that are lost and need help. In Papua New Guinea, um, the doctors, there's one doctor for every 10,000 people. Wow. And so we're able to fly people anywhere to get into a clinic quickly. Um, that's, that's where we help. So, and I love the fact that she was helped by the Royal Flying Doctor Service. There you go, yeah. Cheryl. A great similarity, hey? Yes, and I've been really blessed. And um, one of the things that hasn't helped my health has been smoking, but I made a decision to quit about 10 minutes ago. And I, I appreciate the prayers. Anybody around Australia that can pray for me that I can stop smoking forever. And the money that I save from that, I'd like to donate for a cherry can of fuel. Oh, wonderful. Thank you, Cheryl. So, Ian, I reckon you need to pray for Cheryl on the radio now. Is that okay? That's fine. Oh, that'd be great, thanks. That's fine. Father, we just ask you to be with Cheryl and and this time where she's given up smoking, Lord, and that, that, that what she's giving up will be a sacrifice towards your kingdom and that as she gives up this smoking and it improves her health, but also the gift of a jerry can coming out of that will make a difference for a family somewhere in the world that will be able to put fuel in the plane and bring someone to healing, the same as Cheryl's going, doing right now. We ask it in your name. Amen. 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 Um, is there any chance of me getting the, the details? Can I give you my um, bank details now so that I can donate that money to the jury can of fuel, please? Well, I'll tell you what, Cheryl, what we'll do is I'll put you on hold and I'll see yes. if Mandy, our producer, can get your details, and then you can, and she can pass it on to Ian uh, from okay. uh, from MAF. Is that all right? Yeah, that would be great. All thank right, we'll put you on that. hold, and thank you so much for your call. Thank you, Cheryl. Okay, thank you. Okay, now we've got another caller on the line from Maria. Uh, Maria from Grafton in New South Wales. Hey, Maria, how are you? Are you there, Maria? Oh, we may have lost Maria. That's no good. Uh, Maria was uh, calling up to ask about MAF. If if we can, if you if you're there, Maria, call us back. We'll see if we can get you back on the line there. Uh, now, uh, Ian, uh, we've got a few minutes before we go to the news, and I want to just unpack a few more stories. Uh, yeah. Let me just firstly say, if you do want to call, now is the time to call before we go to the news. Call on 1-800-316-316. If you've got a question for Ian McDougall, the CEO of Mission Aviation Fellowship, uh, I'll just check one more time. Maria, are you there? No, I'm not getting anything on the line there from Maria. I'll hang up on that. Right, now, mate, let's, get, let's go back to some of these stories. Uh, tell us about uh, some of the work around the world. Water wells in South Sudan. Tell us a bit about that. Yeah, so what we do is that we work with different agencies. There's over 2,000 agencies that we transport them into doing what they need to do. And so we're, we're assisting them in building water wells in, in that region. And so what they do is they go in, build the wells, and we fly in their equipment, their tools, and their people so they can do it faster and quicker. And it makes a huge difference in the life of what they're doing. And it... it, it, it gives them the ability to focus on their task 
as an agency, which is building and digging holes, but also bringing life-giving water to people. And that, to us, is very important. Mm, absolutely awesome. And I know in our own backyard, in Arnhem Land, you have education programs. Tell us about those. Yeah, so what we're doing is we're working with the local people in the, in the homelands and we've got a group of pilots and engineers that fly around with the local pastors and going in with the different schools and teaching the kids on what engineering is, what piloting is, understanding areas of interest, but also assisting teachers in making sure they've got tools and, and supplies that you and I take for granted. We can go down to the shops and purchase them, but in the homelands they can't. So mm. they, we have agencies that bring in, there's pioneers up there that bring in product and then we fly it into the families and spend educational time with those. And remembering that even in the homelands of Arnhem Land, some of the people there only get up to a certain grade in high school or in school, in primary school. And so bringing about understanding in practical ways makes a huge difference for them. Mm, that is wonderful work. Now, Ian, a lot of people uh, don't realise the extent of MAF around the world, uh, in so many different nations around the world. Tell us some stories uh, from uh, the mission field. I'd love to know a bit more about Timor-Leste, uh, what's happening with MAF in Timor-Leste. Yes, yeah, so Timor-Leste is, is just an amazing country. When Australia withdrew from Timor-Leste uh, four years ago, the only aircraft, the, fixed, the only fixed-wing aircraft in Timor-Leste serving 1.1 million people was MAF's one-seater, mm. uh, sorry, eight-seater aircraft. We now have two eight-seater aircraft servicing those areas, and our job for the government is medevac flying as well as looking after the bringing in food and from the areas there. So we do transportation of bringing in food and taking out food. So I was in Timor-Leste last year, and part of the trip that we had was that we were going down to an area where the food belt had been growing rice, and we would cut, package up all the rice and take it into town for them, and then that would be their transportation into town, and that's how that works. But also in November of 2018... 30 medevac flights, one a day. Just an amazing wow. trip to, to be involved in helping people to, to be healed in through their hospitals and their clinics and those areas and servicing those areas. So it's amazing what happens in Timor-Leste. It's a, it's a beautiful country with beautiful people. We have two crews working there with the two aircraft, and that's where we constantly make a difference by having the guys on the ground servicing the aircraft, but also keeping the pilots in the air. Yeah. And uh, it makes a huge difference in those countries. It's wonderful to hear uh, the stories of how God is using MAF around the world. And I didn't realise how many different uh, partner organisations you partner with, over 2,000 organisations like World Vision, yes. Samaritan's Purse, Habitat for Humanity, YWAM, UNICEF, mm -hmm. and many others. Uh, are there some that use you more than others? Like, what are the, what are the main ones out of that 2,000? Is that easy to... Uh, the main ones would be a lot of the uh, Doctors Without Borders use us a lot. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Samaritan's Purse uses us a lot to transport their shoeboxes. I know that you uh, had been to Cambodia and, and 
done a shoebox gifting, and you know how exciting that is. Oh, I absolutely love that. Seeing the kids' smiles on their faces when they open their shoebox, and, and I didn't realise how many kids actually come to faith through yes. Operation Christmas Child. They, they get like, you know, 10,000 people come to Christ, and then they do this discipleship course, don't they, a, a follow-up course for, for new believers? Absolutely, absolutely. And so if you take that where you were in Cambodia and how you got there by land, and then we go into places like Kenya and transport the Operation Christmas Child products through Kenya, uh-huh. and uh, it can be up to a, an hour flight to get an aircraft full of shoeboxes out there, and then we go back and pick up people like yourself and fly them back out there so they can do the giving. Mm-hmm. And then their, their tools, they have the journey, the 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 journey of learning about God through the shoebox, but also through the journey of the book as they teach them, and it's just a wonderful tool. Mm. In, in places like in, in uh, South Sudan, we work with Medair, who we fly out their medical teams whenever there's a need and take them to places where no one else would go, and those medical teams will be out there for five, six days straight, doing what they need to do, and then fly back in. So that's where we come from. So we'll fly them out, drop them off with all their gear, maybe one or two flights, and they'll be doing their medical work. I had the privilege of being in Kenya and watching dentists fly out and do 20 dental works a day. Mm. And the difference it made, because... It used to take them five days driving, and we could fly them there in an hour, and then they could do five days of of dental work. Mm. And they can do 20 a day. So you can see it makes, starts to make a difference in people's lives. And I know you posted a story at your Facebook recently, and I think we had it on our Vision Facebook and website recently as well, uh, a story about a nine-year-old who hugged one of your pilots in PNG. Tell us that story. Yeah, well, this this. This little girl's name's Nikki, and she is nine years of age, and she ran up when she saw the pilot and ran up to, to Michael, his name is, and, and Michael just hopped off the plane. He was, he was doing his checklist, getting people ready to fly, and Nikki came running up and leaped into his arms and gave him a great big hug and just said, thank you, thank you, thank you. And he, he got down on his knees and he was talking to her, and she was saying that, I am the baby that you help save. Mm. When mum was when mum was having me, I wasn't going to be born. But you flew my mum into the clinic. I was born, and here I am now, nine years later. Wow! Just an amazing story. Mm. And just to top it off, the little girl's name is Nikki, and that is Michael's wife's name. Oh, that's and beautiful! So just a special time for Michael to to reattach, but also to find out that little Nikki goes to the local church and worships God with all her heart. Mm, so good. Just amazing. I'll just share one other story. I was, I was in South Sudan, and there was a young boy who had club foot, and he was in one of our meetings on the Friday waiting to fly. And at the meetings, we always do some worship and prayer time before we take off. And this little boy had his had his arms up in the air and worshipping God, and he was talking to his his father, but also he was sharing with me afterwards that every week he goes to the clinic to get his legs fixed, 
and the only reason is that MAF had been subsidising his flights and he'd been going to the clinic for six months mm. and he was at the point where he could walk now. Mm. So amazing what God can do. Oh, it's so good to hear. Uh, out of curiosity, have you been to PNG? Have you done some work up there? I have, and yeah. I've been right through PNG. I've been up into Weewak. I've been, I've been in the highlands and the lowlands, and it's just an amazing world up there. And uh, in Telefoman, it's 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 a wonderful part of the world. And I was sharing uh, about Telefoman, where there was a child again who had come up to me just after we landed, and we were we were refueling. And so when we say refueling, we have a forty-four gallon drum or 200-litre drum, and we hand-pump it into the petrol tax. Mm. And this young boy came up and he said, can I help? And he was helping me pump the fuel into the aircraft. And then he was saying again, he was sharing how he had flown in an aircraft for the first time, and it was an MAF aircraft, because he was going to visit his family on the other side of Papua New Guinea, who he'd never met before, but there'd been some people who'd got sick and he needed to go from Telefoman to Tabubal. Mm. And MAF had flown him out and there was a reunion of families and he was ever so thankful. Well, I've heard so many stories of missions in Papua New Guinea over the years and, of course, uh, Vision Radio. We have a, a sister station called Life FM in Weewak and, uh, you know, Ian Warby and Grant Kennedy and Steve Munro, some of our team, they're always up there uh, fixing something or switching on a new station or doing something up there. Um, I'm actually going to Papua New Guinea on Monday for my first ever time. I've never been there before. And wow. uh, preaching there in a church in Port Moresby and also in Garoka. So uh, you got any advice for me? Yes, I have. Uh, be prepared for hot. <laughs> <laughs> but also be prepared that the, the most beautiful people are there. They just... They're caring and loving, and they just want to make your your time special. But mm. up in Garoka, we have our we we have a uh, air base in Garoka, mm-hmm. and uh, we fly out of there every day. We've got five aircraft working out of there. And one of the things in, in Garoka is that if you like coffee, there's great coffee up there. And what we do is we go to the highlands and fly out their coffee beans, oh. and bring them to Garoka, and their coffee beans are then dried and prepared. And, and bagged, and that's helping the people in the highlands. Because then we, what we do is we bring their coffee out, and then we brought, we fly their food products back in. So they're they're doing a barter system with the coffee makers. And I reckon people all across Australia right now are thinking, "Hmm, I'd love a good coffee now." I've mentioned that. And Papua New Guinea coffee is good coffee too. I'm, I'm, I am looking forward to tasting that up there. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, if you're going to be in Garoka up there and in Moresby. Uh, and Moresby is a beautiful city. It's it's a, it it is it's it's a tough town, but it is a beautiful city. And and I I've, I've worked there many a time. I worked in Six Mile and Seven Mile, and uh, and you, you you see the tragedy of what's going on, but then you see the people, and what we see is different to their world. Mm. So we go in with a heart of understanding and spend time with them, and you'll get to see some beautiful people while you're there. Wonderful. Well, if anyone would like to join the conversation, we're chatting with the CEO of Mission Aviation Fellowship Australia. Ian McDougall is our guest uh, for the next 10 or 12 minutes if you've got a question about Mission Aviation Fellowship. And uh, I've got a question for you too, Ian. You know, a lot of people are thinking, oh, there's only two ways to get involved. I can either make a donation for this Father's Day promotion or 
if I'm a pilot, I can fly for you guys. But if people don't fit into those two categories, is there any other ways people can oh, be a part? Absolutely. So to put it in perspective, for every pilot, there is eight people on the ground keeping that aircraft in the air. Ah. So that, that means that there's eight people who are servicing, looking after. So we have, we have administration people, we have bookkeepers, we have finance people, we have booking clerks, we have IT specialists, we have operations managers, we have program managers. We have to follow regulations. Because it's a highly regulated industry, flying, we have to have engineers, we have uh, aircraft mechanics, we have licensed aircraft mechanics. So, I mean, there's many, many roles in there. There's human resources people. There is so many different places and things that you can do. And there's many, many. If you look at our website, there's many positions available. We're always in need. Uh, and we have, and we teach as well. We're actually looking for right now. So if anyone out there is thinking about it, we're looking for a trainer to help us train up apprentices and get them going into the areas that they need to be. Mm. So we put apprentices through the program in, in engineering, aircraft mechanics, and then we send them out to different parts of the world to make sure that the aircraft are maintained to the full standard so that they're safe not only for the passengers, but for the pilots that are flying them. Fantastic. Well, there's a great challenge. If anyone out there wants to be involved with Mission Aviation Fellowship, uh, you can uh, contact them through the website, maf.org.au. Joining us on the line is Heather. you got a question or a comment for Ian? Oh, no, I've just got a comment, Ian. Um, my husband and I and three boys were in Papua New Guinea um, in 1980, and how much we appreciated MAF as they flew us around to different areas. <clears throat> and we, um, we lived in Suki. Ah, so beautiful. we had, um, you know, the odd once a week, MAF plane come in. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. It's, it's just, you make my heart sing when, it, when I hear stories like that. And so thank you for that because the importance of what you're doing there with your, with your boys and what you were doing in the areas makes a difference. And we were there just to help you, and we just appreciate it. And that's where we constantly talk about flying for life, because we, we keep you moving around. Yes, I'll say. It was a good lifeline, I can tell you. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much. May okay, you're... then, Ian. Thanks for that. Appreciate it. Bye now. Bye-bye. Thank you so much, Heather, for your call. It's uh, wonderful to hear of the uh, amazing work of MAF. And uh, before we wrap up, Ian, I know that uh, the 75th anniversary in 2020 is going to be a big celebration. For those who don't know how it started 75 years ago, tell us the story. Yes, so 75 years ago, um, there was, just after the war, five pilots realised that they had aircraft that, that could do more than just drop bombs. And God put it on their heart to do something good. And so those pilots kept in contact with each other and, and one pilot was from England, one pilot was from America, and one from New Zealand and two from Australia. And they started to communicate. And in those days, you've got to remember, it was all through mail and sending it, sending it across the, the ships and so on. And they formed Mission Aviation... Mission Aviation Fellowship, and the fellowship was keeping in contact with each other, but each of the countries 
started to look at what the needs were. And in Australia, we started in, in up in Arnhem Land, and we've been going ever since in Arnhem Land. That is awesome. And, and we, we started up there, and the first aircraft was, was an old aircraft that they had to build up out of parts, and it had cloth around the sides of it. And so I remember Harry Hartwig's wife sharing the story that what they used to do is they would soak the cloth and then iron it onto the sides of the aircraft, let it dry, and <laughs> then he would fly for a few days, and then they would redo it all again. Isn't that awesome? Well, hey, uh, uh, Ian, we've got time to squeeze in one more quick caller. We've got Nick from Brisbane. How you doing, Nick? Nick, are you there? I haven't got Nick on the line there. Got the right button pressed. Let me try this again. Are you there, Nick? No, I can't get Nick on the line. He must have hung up. Must have been too excited. There you go. Mate, before we go, we do want to give a big plug for your Father's Day appeal. And uh, we've played the Math Man song from Colin Buchanan. If you do want to have a look at that video and see the work of Math, you can find out more at maf.org.au forward slash Father's Day. And uh, you can make a donation there. 50 bucks will get you a jerry can, hey? That's a good deal. That's a good deal. <laughs> and if people want to get their churches involved, it's not too late, hey? No. no. Get on board, send us a note, and we'll get, get you started. Well, Ian, it's been a pleasure to catch up with you today, mate. We pray for God's richest blessings on you and that MAF will continue uh, to serve and partner with many ministries around the world and see the gospel proclaimed wherever they go. Thank you so much, Matt, and thank you to all your listeners out there and to the people we've spoken to. They're a blessing to you and the station, and may they continue to hear God's message coming through what you guys do. Thank you so much, and God bless you. Bless you. And once again, the website is maf.org.au, and you can now support them for this upcoming Father's Day. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.